An art and design college is a bastion for creative inspiration and creative ideas, but there's one small problem. I mean, ideas are a dime a dozen, you know, and, and especially at a creative institution like ours, we're not for loss of ideas. Um, it's more of can we bring that idea to life? And, and hence, that's sort of the fo- why that focus of manufacturability. That's John Yugger, assistant professor in industrial design here at the Columbus College of Art and Design. For future designers, working in a classroom on your original idea can be somewhat limiting. If you come up with the concept and then build according to your own personal taste and vision, you actually end up missing out on an important part of the design process, which is the fact that in most real life scenarios, you aren't designing for you, you're designing for someone else, a client or a customer. So you want to establish a learning environment where you can take that concept from the idea phase into a plan that can be executed and then be delivered. And that can be hard to replicate in a classroom. This is where CCAD has found success when partnering with outside organizations. I've been extremely fortunate the past really the past couple of years to have worked on some pretty amazing projects with, you know, obviously with Koala, with 99P and, and Honda. I think what I would just want to do would be for those listening, especially those companies that are looking for something different. It's like, we're right in your backyard and, you know, you're not going to come to us and, and get something that's, you know, oh, okay, yep. We asked for a square, we got a square, you know, we're going to give you every shape in between and probably something you never even thought of and and that hopefully is exciting i mean i think we live in a time where we're we're wanting to see different things uh even though sometimes we're we're so used to the same old thing we just we just anticipate up oh, we're probably going to get the same old thing and i would argue you're not Hey, I'm Jordan Bell, and this is First You Hustle, a podcast from the Columbus College of Art and Design meant to help students and budding creative professionals put their expertise to use. And today, we're going to hear more from John Yager on why this model of partnering with outside organizations works so well to help students build the professional skills they will need as designers. We're also going to hear from a partner on a recent project, Awaken Koala. They partnered with an industrial design class to design rattan furniture, rattan furniture, Potato, potato, let's call the whole thing off. And they were the liaison between the manufacturer, the seller, and the classroom, which provided the needed project management to root the course into a real-world experience. From Awaken's side, we will hear from Robert Mora on this perspective. We'll also hear from the students themselves to get some insight into how they approach this project, their struggles, their insights, and their goals. To catch you up, the project students worked on is rather straightforward. They were tasked with designing rattan furniture, partly because the manufacturer was unsure what design direction they should take. And this actually makes their situation perfect for the classroom because as we said before, ideas are a dime a dozen. So we've got ideas. We just need the structure to bring them to life. That's where Awakened Koala came in. Students would design tons of initial concepts, lots of sketches. They would then reflect on their initial ideas, gather feedback, refine, reduce their concepts, and then come down with a final pitch, which they presented to the parties involved. It was a whirlwind eight-week project. So that's the what, but as we get into the conversation, you'll see it's not really about the what. It's about the hows and the why. The process of the project is really where the learning and development as a creative designer took place. But now that you know the what, you'll understand when someone refers to the furniture and their concepts, you'll have some idea of what they're talking about. Okay, from here, I'm going to mostly turn things over to John, 
Robert, and our infinitely creative industrial design students to fill you in on the rest. Uh, Robert and I have worked with the local chapter of ID- Central Ohio IDSA. Having John uh, Yager, having known him for many years, I was able to talk to him in a, I guess, in a more value way where he understood what I was trying to do. We've known each other. I worked with his brother actually at Fitch, uh, Ludwin, and sort of over the years, we've stayed in contact with one another. And I had been working with him, talking with him uh, through Pine and he just sort of reached out and just said, Hey, kind of got this interesting idea. You know, what do you think? Would that be something you'd be interested in? I knew he was doing some work with OSU historically in the past. And so it just kind of went from there. And so he, he started to sort of explain things and then kind of said, Hey, we've got a a bigger team here. Let's get them involved. Um, But it really started with, you know, an email phone call and then kind of just building from there. I think he was able to trust me enough to say, you know, this could work, you know? Um, so I think it was a lot of trust between all of us. Um, Tim at grid furnishing and John and Greg here, uh, and our team to see the value or, you know, koala, I think sort of a, as a conceptual idea was really about how do you bring you know, professionals, how do you bring students together? I think the value for me is realizing how important and how skills uh, from the student in the academia side can be brought into the real world, let's say, uh, professional side. Um, And if we are able to bring that to the students early on, we can teach them even earlier how to be more agile and ready to jump in the workforce right away. The student learns, the professional can kind of give back, but also get something. And, and that something being, you know, does this turn into something real? Um, and so I think that's a, a was a big part of sort of the initial thought on their side. And then for us, it was, okay, where does this fall? I mean, it's like, wow, this sounds like a fascinating idea. Where can we put this? Uh, and so we had, we've got a manufacturing class that tends to fall in the spring, just based on how we have things set up. And, and Greg would normally, Tooney would, would normally teach that class, just given sort of that's really a, more of a strength area for him. And so once we realized sort of the ex, sort of the timing of this, it was like, okay, hey, maybe we can, can we switch? And so we, you know, sort of indirectly covered more topics that would probably happen more in the spring in that class. But that was definitely a goal was to, how do we align this with, the actual class curriculum and that's and that's often i would argue is is a big challenge is we have a lot of a lot of companies come to us with what sounds like amazing projects but it's kind of like okay where would we put that and then ultimately what what do the students end up with um and we're always you know trying to be careful with that because you know not every idea is is as as valuable as as the other and so just trying to make sure that that they're going to get something out of this. And then oftentimes is that something that they can even show and tell and talk about and, you know, cause you know, they need portfolios and those types of things. And so what were the qualities of this project that made you say like, Oh, there is something here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think first and foremost, it kind of started from uh, a manufacturing facility in Indonesia. So they, they actually use rattan. That's one of their materials uh, within their manufacturing process. And they, 
you know, we saw um, some of the stuff that they do, which was a bit dated. And I think they were just genuinely looking for ideas. And so they had reached out to Tommy, who was one of the individuals part of Koala. Then that sort of reached to Robert. And then that kind of came to us. And so, you know, sustainability, rattan is a very sustainable uh, material and one that, you know, is really kind of exciting the more you learn about it. And so that just seemed like, wow, this, this could be not only a great thing to, to be something that could become real, but also uh, just the material, the sustainability side of things. Uh, we routinely have a lot of students, well, not a lot, we routinely have a, you know, 25% of our students who are really into furniture. Um, and so that, you know, sort of was another sort of niche area as well. While I was at Nestle, uh, a lot of us designers helped to develop a process where we could bring ideation um, and the development process into a much shorter time frame so that we could really develop quicker and faster and fail often, if need be, in order for us to learn how to make sure that then we create something that might not fail, <laughs> right? Um, so we've used those same type of um, uh, elements and, and, and created what we call the, the dream workshop. So we brought that into the, into the students, the, the classroom, a two-day workshop. And in that workshop, we, what we really want to do is we want to bring in as much information early on, including research, trends, um, manufacturing, all those elements that if we know up front what those are, it makes it so much easier to develop as we further uh, go further along. So that always, if we do that right, we know that we have a higher rate of success at the end of developing something that could work. So that dream workshop is really the one of the most important parts of what we feel as, as far as Awaken, a process that can help find solutions that will work. So that was built into the this program for this project. And the result, you know, is, is these designs that are amazing and are, and, are, and are beautiful and hopefully successful in the marketplace. I mean, in, in the real world, you probably get eight hours, you know, you get a handful of days to come up with some concepts and you're working those full eight hours, just sketching like crazy, putting forth then an argument as to why you might want to go with particular directions with the students, you know, they're dealing with blocks of time, multiple times a week, and then hopefully extra time throughout the, the week outside of class. And so, you know, you're trying to kind of force that, that behavior of, you know, in the real world, you get like a handful of days we're giving you like two weeks, which, you know, for them, they're like, oh my gosh, we don't have any time. It's like, no, actually, this is a lot of time. Um, but we're trying to help you see that these things move very quickly. Um, but yeah, they were definitely moving at quick pace for given that, you know, the limited amount of time that we're actually working on these things. And then once they came up with all of their dozens and dozens of ideas, then they had to whittle that down to just like four or five, right? Yeah. And then, and yeah, and then it was, now you start to group and cluster those, present those. And that was where uh, Robert and his extended team, Tommy and others, gave you know feedback. Hey, explore this a little bit. Hey, I really like this direction, maybe less interested in that direction. So trying to give them feedback that would help them further refine those directions. And then that was, that was done several times. What Awaken was basically, we were the, the design management team or the project managers. So in the real world, right, we have a, a, a design manager 
that oversees the whole project, that oversees manufacturing, design, research. That's what we, part of our area for this project was. In a nutshell, we were the project managers. As a project manager, we have to make sure that the designs are, are, are going towards the areas that came out of the dream. So in the dream workshop, what happens is the designs are developed into a framework where we know that this is an area that we need to go towards. So the students all had from that workshop designs that they felt were the strong ones. And as the Awaken Quality team and Greg and Tim, we solve those as well and obviously push the students towards that. As a design manager, sometimes you have to step in and say, well, did you try doing this? How about trying this? Did you sketch out this? Or I'll sketch it out for you. And this is maybe a direction to go towards, right? But as a, des- a design manager, you also have to allow the uh, your staff, and I'll say the students as the staff, to be able to bring in their own design, their own talent, their own skill set, and, and helping to flourish that. Because we want them to succeed. If we can help them succeed, we succeed. How do you feel the project's going? Uh, so far, pretty good. I'm really excited about it. Uh, so we're working on the Rattan project. Uh, what about you? I, I think it's going really good. Uh, I mean, after we just talked to Tunia, I feel pretty strong about the ideas we've come up with so far. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. I mean, after the ideation session, it we didn't really have like a super strict way to go, um, which is a good thing and a bad thing for sure, because we yeah. get to explore. but. I think that was the whole point of it was to it sort was, of give yeah. us a number of ideas to, all right, here's something to sort of run with, but yeah. not really enough idea to define it fully because then it allows you to sketch and get a whole bunch of different ideas. Yeah. Which honestly I think is the most fun part because, you know, you have 150, 200 sketches, mm-hmm. you know, it gives you 150, 200 different ideas. Oh, so. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And now that we've narrowed it down, it's kind of, you know, it's the next step and it's pretty interesting because now we get to take you know, some of those crazy ideas and kind of reel them in and, and explore them a little bit more. So I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. I think we have a number of different really interesting concepts, um, like you know, rocker or asymmetrical. And yeah, yeah. Well, well which one whatever. Which one do you think that we're going to end with? Just curious if you had to if you had to pick. I really like the rocker, but I also I think the hammock has a lot of really interesting I know, possibilities I agree. that we could go with. I agree. I think I think at the end of the day, it's going to end on something with the rocker uh i don't know possibly the hammock but that's you know that's a whole other beast trying to figure out how to get that thing shipped yeah. over but we can explore some stuff for sure yeah. but yeah i think that rocking chair is gonna probably be where we go because it's pretty interesting but, yeah but exploring that is gonna be pretty fun yeah it was yeah that's one of my main concerns is like how do we get that rocking chair yeah cut down and fit on a pallet and ship it over to you yeah the ocean that's well and then i mean tuny walked over and instantly fixed our our concerns with just you know switching a piece of two different material and then it could be shipped so yeah. i don't know it's pretty cool i mean being online was so tough before this like trying to do this kind of stuff like oh my gosh yeah. it's so much better now that we're back in here and you know i can walk over and pick on lyle and lyle can come over and pick on us or we can pick on trent or anyone you know yeah the whole collaboration process is yeah. so much easier when you're in person it allows you to really get that instant feedback with yeah. the other person and play your ideas off theirs and mm-hmm. just continue to run with it yeah well i mean so, being being juniors now too like we obviously know each other's strengths and weaknesses so like yeah i know 
exactly where I need to go when I have a problem because I know who's going to be able to solve that problem the, the quickest and the best way. So, you know, that's, that's probably one of the most fun parts about our collaboration as a class, I would say at least. Yeah, because it's really interesting. This class, at least according to the teachers, is different than most of the other ones. We all mm -hmm. try and push each other and encourage each other and really get the best out of one another. Oh, and for sure. Also see each other in sort of a competitive light. So we try and yeah. best each other and see who can get do a little bit better than the other person. So Yeah, no, it's definitely been a really cool experience. It, it seemed like, you know, some it, part of it was almost like picking, you could see where some students picked an event. You know, it was like two people sharing time together. So it was a concept called float, which was very much uh, sort of two people sort of, you know, leaning in, leaning towards one another and, and just what that experience was like with others. It was maybe more of a place in the house of, you know, Hey, what can go here? Or what's that moment, that transition moment, uh, from, you know, from your outside world to your inside world or from, you know, from home and work and where would that transition occur? What does that furniture look like in that sort of situation others maybe took a more architectural stance where it was like hey here's this piece and it kind of loosely is associated with several different um you know chair historical reference chairs or or, or uh, more architectural type features uh and then some you know there's one concept that was much more communal where it was like you know wow now imagine you know, eight people sitting together, what does that look like? And how can this structure kind of be almost more of a destination than necessarily a single place? So I, you know, every, every student, every group really kind of, you know, took, I think I, I felt like we had a lot of really unique, uniquely different concepts. Um, you know, again, some much more solo, single person, two people, and then all the way up to where you had sort of groups of people sitting together. The word like empathetic. I'm thinking, okay, how would a person feel sitting in this? What's the, um, how can you complement that feeling or create a space that would allow for empathy to be um, one of the main moods? Um, but then he's looking at a little bit more like an empathetic of nature. What is, um, how do you use the material? Um, the way that it's supposed to be used and not contrast it. So that empathy um, and then like shifting, his idea was like seeds in a chair that would then, the nature would then shift into um, that structure. And my thought of shifting is like being able to move the piece and shift into a different um, environment. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, definitely coming from two different angles, um, but it's, the words mean the same it's thing. It's really cool to see how both sides evolve into something completely different using the same words and that just goes to show like how design is completely based on like the surroundings and everything else that goes into it not yeah. just looking at exactly what's needed yeah so i'm i'm eager to see how both of our ideas iron out i think it will be neat um and i'm honestly interested to see what like levi would say like if he were here what would he say yeah. his definition that's my interpretation of what he's doing but he could come here and be like no emma that's the complete opposite so yeah definitely it'll be interesting if people actually buy it and then once their chair turns into nature if they're going to continue to sit in it yeah <laughs> continue to sit in it like if they move and they're going to be like hey chop down that tree it's coming with us like um well so I know he's not here to defend himself. Yeah, moment, he's he'll but, hear um, this and be like, "What the heck?" The, the the difficulty I see with 
you re- like rebirthed her like that mm-hmm. is the kind of modern furniture, high quality, high end stuff that is sold at grid furnishings. Um, the way it seems is it's, it's they're designed to be legacy pieces, right? And if a chair is going to fall apart in twenty years, are you going? Are you still going to pay the amount of money that you would for another? legacy piece yeah well that's the other thing is that like is legacy physical Mm, or does legacy is the legacy of the chair is it a legacy piece because it literally will be there till the tree dies or till the Mm -hmm. whatever so i mean we could sit here and get like super philosophical like oh legacy what is art what is what is good art what is bad art like back to my art history yeah so (laughs) i mean levi definitely has a concept he can move forward with and kind of yeah. shake the ground. So but I'm sure that no matter what he does, he'll, be, he'll do great with oh it. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, and I think, I mean, uh, your idea is fantastic as well. Thank you, my look, cylinders. Looking forward to that. <laughs> you probably think of a legacy piece of furniture as, oh, oh, that's grandma's old wardrobe. That's really cool versus, no, that's the tree from grandma's old wardrobe. Right. It's like, okay, that's, wow, that's totally different. Um, yeah, and I think that's, that's the, you know, that's an exciting thing when somebody, you know, totally almost change your point of reference as to what you mean by the word um that's that can be really exciting for sure yeah and, and i think that's really what makes to me at least a good successful designer is being able to look uh, and get inspiration from all areas not just one area but all areas of what what's around you you know if you're working in a medical product still looking at industrial equipment or still looking at farming equipment because we don't know you know what some of those even mechanical devices could help in a certain part of developing something medical that was used in a totally different industry but not only the functionality but the aesthetics of it you know looking at all different types of areas african art you know bringing that into you know what the new development of an iphone or whatever it may be right so it's it's, it's bringing all these elements that could really bring design or design language into a whole new area we're ultimately we're storytellers um and those stories either resonate with you and and probably get you to consider something or maybe you buy something or they don't um and 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 the consumption part is isn't obviously the end goal but you know part of this is if you've got an idea you you have to be able to sell that and and give compelling reasons as to why your idea deserves sort of the light of day because if you can't, then it's probably going to, you know, it's going to wither to the side. Um, so I, I, that is one area that I felt like the students really thrived on that particular project was their ability to start to think beyond this is a sketch and here's sketch one, sketch two, sketch three and more starting with here's you know, I'm trying to wind down from the end of the day. Here's how I feel. Here's how I want to feel. And starting with the mindset of the individual. What's that user experience? deciding to kind of uh, create something that's very modular like if you think of like a pizza you can take out slices and usually you don't put slices back but and since we're not eating the furniture you kind of put slices back put them the way you want them it's all kind of rearrangeable to create a space that's really meant for people and engaging with others which I think is very important when creating this 
A lot of what inspired this, though, is Owen and I look at the post-COVID world and wanting to reunite again, so making this outdoor living room that's kind of module, so you'll be able to move it around and do all kinds of stuff like that, so I think that was really important for us, was finding a way to make an outdoor living room that's inviting but also comforting at the same time, so I think a lot of what we're pushing forward when we figure out how to put this all together is that. Um, Owen and I are trying to decide, I guess, kind of like a style to select to follow through with because a lot of our stuff was very adventurous when we were creating. Um, and we were also looking at finding ways to make this shippable, which is kind of hard at times, but we're working well, through I it. I think with this idea that we have for this circular modular piece, I think that the shipping could work out and maybe be able to depending on how we go through with the design of each individual piece that will fit into the bigger piece. Um, because, you know, we can try to work with trying to fit multiple of those pieces into one palette. Um, Almost like a Lego set. Yeah. And then, and then kind of have like, cause there's going to be like an empty space in the middle of this circular, uh, chair thing so we were thinking of maybe advertising um like when we're when we're showing off the piece we want to advertise like you know having like a nice little garden inside or like a couple trees you know kind of complement the rattan I, I mean i would give uh, credit to koala on on i think they were actually kind of hoping for that you know i, th I think they and 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 within that sort of refinement that refinement process i think we're probably able to sort of pull in, you know, it's like, okay, let's bring this one in. Let's bring this one in. Um, but I think they, they very much went into this knowing and I think kind of hoping that they would get some directions. It's like, wow, never seen anything like that before. Um, so I think that was, and I think that's always the benefit for a company to come to CCAD or come to a creative institution is there's, there's not those, there's not those mental, you know, you know, they're not even boundaries they're like walls right they're here it's kind of like well i'm never going to go down that path that those students don't have that you know or or haven't learned haven't learned to have that probably in good ways mm -hmm. um so they're 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 coming into it from an ex just totally from an expression perspective it's like okay i'm trying to express this feeling or this emotion or this intent uh, and what does that look like there were a few students that had a, a design early on that we felt was really strong but throughout the process went a couple of different ways and and we had to pull them back and say this is originally what as a client i was expecting i didn't see that why and then um let's work together to get back on that deliverable so um so i think a few of the teams struggled in that way where uh, their, their design, um, they were going off in so many different areas of the concept, creating different concepts, which is great. But when you're working in a time frame where you have to have uh, a specific um, uh, design done by a certain time, we unfortunately don't have the time to go in all different types of directions we need to be and stay focused in the real world we would have other uh, teams so the, the designers would would work with a manufacturing or a prototyping team 
to build the design so that they're focusing on the critical parts of the design and letting the other um, part of a team uh, actually build uh, modelers, build the, the designs. So obviously we don't have that here at CCAD. It's not built that way because we try to teach the students to also be builders, which is important. But in the real world, in most cases, you have the design staff that are working on the designs and you have um, prototypers helping you create your designs, which really helps because one minute you've got a design that you can shoot over to the prototyper and they'll build it for you and then you can see it and be like, oh, yeah, we probably can't do this or we need to change this. So there's a lot of iteration that goes on. But in our case, because we didn't have that part, we weren't able to accomplish in that aspect of it. I feel like if you're really, if you haven't struggled, you're not really living, right? You're not stretching yourself out enough to try something new. Really quick story, my, my son just turned 18 a few uh, weeks ago. And since he was like 12, he was like, dad, I want to go skydiving when I'm 18 and I want you to go with me. And I was like, oh, sure, whatever, thinking he'll forget about it. And every year he'd bring it up, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah. And every year, and as we get closer and closer, I was like, I don't know if I, – I never wanted to do it. He, he was about to turn 18. He's like, Dad, you're doing this, right? And I was like, uh, I guess so. I have no other choice. So I went, and I, and I jumped out of a plane with my son – um, a friend of his and, and, and my girlfriend. And so anyways, we jumped out of a plane and it was amazing. All the fear that I had prior to it just totally went away as soon as I got out, I jumped off that plane and just felt like I was flying. I felt like a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, Lionel? Trent, I'm doing all right. Uh, this project's um, frustrating. Frustrating at points. Um, definitely got some good ideas on the board. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the sketching process definitely helped me feel more like we were actually on track with something. Because mm -hmm. I'm not a verbal person when it comes to describing concepts. No, not at all. Um, definitely after looking at all the groupings, I'm excited to see where they come out because I think we've chosen some pretty strong directions for those. Yeah, I think grouping out definitely helped us. And I think it also helped us establish um, kind of where we are individually in this process. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas I'm focusing more towards a traditional chair, um, maybe even a recliner, I think you're more looking into something that's pushing the boundaries a little bit more of what can be done. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when you embrace that traditionality, but how can you make it your own? Mm -hmm. That's interesting because that's the one thing that was like holding me back was, oh, I got to design something modern. It has to be modern. It has to be modern. <sighs> Take a step back right. and breathe and be like, okay, modern comes later. Um, I want to get the functionality. I want to get that form. How can I make it unique in its form and functionality before applying an aesthetic to it? And at least that's the way I'm going about it. Right. And it's working well, I think, for that. And I'm excited to sketch more and get more of that explosive brainstorming oh, yeah. done. We love explosive brainstorming. Yeah, it's a really important piece. I'm excited. 
Yeah. Finally getting excited. Finally, yeah. like, feeling like we're moving somewhere rather yeah. than at a standstill. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be, I think I'm going to be stressed a lot about these next couple of weeks because we got a lot of, we have a lot of stuff to do and not a lot of time to do it. You know, what, like four, yeah. four weeks to get a final? I mean, to be fair, that's, like, on. every single project. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, you've had more experience that with form brand development. Yeah, that's Yager true. That's year. true. With, with Yager, that definitely prepared me for that because – it's you don't have a, a three months to get something done right you have to get on the horse and get something done just put something down even if it's not where you want it to be in the end because you can always fix it so yeah. i think that's a don't concern yourself with making it perfect because right. it's not going to be perfect i think that's where we have or you have a little more experience in like i guess a real design world sense like you worked in that you have a whole bunch of projects <laughs> there are a couple weeks it was i was working on honda and it was a two-year project right i mean th- granted the scale is much different but like we had a lot more time well and i think I, th- I think we got like that it's the two different ways of like agency work versus corporate work yeah because like corporate work yeah you have that two-year long project where you're doing a single thing mm-hmm. and you're working on a little tiny piece of it every month right whereas agency work was kind of more like what form and brand was doing where it's like, like all right you have this project you have a month get it done yeah get it done so that's a good way to say it but yeah, I mean, if you ever need anything, just let me know. Help you because it's yeah. as as Yager says, it's never done. It's just turned in. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's never really. It's done. never going to be completely done. You're always going to want to revise it and work on something else. So. Yeah. Uh, a number of students that you know, you're going to have students that are better at certain skills than others. Whether that's sketching, oftentimes in this case, it might be rendering. We're using KeyShot to do KeyShot renderings. And there are certain students that 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 was kind of like that was their area. It's like wow, they're just really good at key shot. And so you know, thankfully, and and the the junior class that this project is through, they're just a very communal, engaged class. I mean, it's really a, a really special class. And they you know they just helped one another. They you know it's like oh, okay, hey Lyle, can you come over here? Can you help me with key shot? Hey Makoto, can you help me? do this. Hey, Emma, can you help me with setting this page up for this presentation? And I felt like all of them really worked well together uh, to teach one another. It's like, Hey, you're really good at that. Can you show me what you did and vice versa? And so I think that's, you know, that's when, you know, you got a really, you've got really good chemistry in a class is, is a class is able to do that as opposed to looking at it as a competitive thing. And you're better than me or I'm better than you. So I'm not going to talk to you. And, you know, you hear about you hear about that from other schools where students are competitive to a fault as opposed to competitively always trying to get better, but not at the, at the demise of somebody else. Yeah. And you might also find in that program, you end up with, you know, five different of the same iteration. One might be better than the other, but it's all the same concept. And so it's like, well, where's the, where's the diversity there? Yeah. Um, so curious too, just to in, and kind of in wrapping up, yeah. what are some other observations or kind of key takeaways you noticed in, in the project for, as far as, you know, students and, and thinking again, through that lens of like how a student learns design, cause you mentioned a lot of students are interested in furniture. Yeah. Maybe some students from that class will work in furniture. Maybe yeah. one person might work with rattan, <laughs> you know? Right. So it's like, it's not like the class is meant to like say, Hey, this is your job now. It's meant to teach them a, a more versatile skill. So, yeah. what were some key takeaways there? Yeah, I mean, I. And this is where it, it's so easy as a as a student 
I'm sure, and definitely as a faculty, to you get you get so you can get so focused on the thing versus the process of the thing, and I think that's where you know, you're always trying to be mindful of how how are we stepping back from this? Is it really to is it really about the chair? No, it's about the process of of just interacting with a client, understanding what they're looking for, creating ideas based on what the end goals are for that particular project, and then putting that forth in a way in which, you know, you get feedback, you make refinements, and you move towards the end, which is the goal of that project. And that's, that's design. Um, you know, it's, you can do things in few sketches, more sketches, more renders, less renders. It's easy to get caught up in that game. And sometimes as a faculty, it's like you're, you're just trying to put a number out there to just help them realize it's more than one, <laughs> you know, it's, and it's probably more than 10, uh, it's maybe less than a thousand, but it's a lot. And so trying to give them some guardrails to work within, you know, I, I think the, the area that I, another area that I saw them really growing was this notion of being able to push back. Um, and that's pushback on the client, which was koala and pushback on faculty. Cause that's, that's just as much of a skill. And that's probably not something that, that you would imagine hearing from a professor potentially, um, that, that notion of when you go out into the real world, you're going to have to push back the clients. The client's always going to ask for more. It's, you know, we're, that's kind of in our nature. You know, I want the, the extra pickle. And you're going to have to determine, do I give them the extra pickle or do I not? Because at some point it, it, it will be detrimental to that project and detrimental to your bottom line, et cetera. So helping them realize how to set those, how to listen, how to hear what those expectations are, how to reset those expectations back to the client. So making sure that the client is actually hearing themselves and what they're asking for. And then starting to shape and put some guardrails on that to protect themselves. And, that, and that's something that you have to do in the real world too. So, you know, that, that, that's sort of an underlying thing that I don't know that we would have written in the class objectives of, you know, learn how to push back, but that's definitely something I would argue that they very much learned. They might not have had as much success and that's where, you know, we even worked on how do you phrase this? How do you implement this and giving them those guidance? But that was, I would say that that was a bit unexpected for me. Um, you know, thinking about if you had asked me at the beginning of that project, what would I expect? Would I have expected that? I probably would have said no. Looking back now with, you know, some month of some time behind me, I would probably say, yeah, that's just, that's a less, that's a really great lesson to learn. And one that it took me a long time as a professional to learn. So what would you say this project was about? I mean, it was about Rattan furniture, but what was it really about? Uh, learning how, learning how to work with the client, mm -hmm. um, seeing where their expectations started, how they evolve, seeing, you know, clients, when they see great ideas, they get excited. And when they get excited, what do they want? They don't want, they don't want less, they want more. And then you as the, you as the consultant, clearly you're going to get excited too. It's like, oh, wow, they really love my work. I want to do more. And then at some point you're kind of like, whoa, wait a minute, I'm doing a lot more. Um, so getting them to realize that there, there is a balance there and, and you have every right to push back, um, and, and giving them those guardrails. So I would, you know, big picture, it was about working with a client, um, rattan, koala, koala just happened to be the client. Rattan just happened to be the material. The chair just happened to be the focal point, 
but it's really about how do you learn to work together on teams since most of them were in uh, groups of two. And then how do you, uh, you know, how do you listen to those, listen and understand what the client expectations are written and non-written, you know, sometimes those expectations are said, they're not written down anywhere. They're said out loud. And so you have to capture that. You have to document that. You have to replay that back to them and say, this is what your document says five. You're telling me 10. There's some discrepancies here and, 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 and empowering them to push back. That's all for this episode of First You Hustle. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Take care.